our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. I am Mark Seaman, True Story. He is Matt Kleinschmidt. Story yet to be determined whether it's true or not. Uh, do you have any aliases? Did you go by any as a kid? Did you have nicknames? Did you play the role of someone else, Matt? Uh, I never played the role of someone else. Okay. But I feel like this podcast is missing something, Mark. Which is? Sound effects. Just follow me. Okay. I feel like every once in a while we need like some like boings and zoiks. Do you do you want me to get in touch with Michael Winslow? If, if, yeah, uh, that'd be actually cool. Guy's number. <laughs> what is this you say from uh, Spaceballs? The sweeps, the creeps, and the... Close, close. Ah, We've lost the bleeps, the, the bleeps, sweeps, and the, the creeps. And the creeps. Wait, the what, the what, and the what? The what you the know, what? the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. Maybe we don't need Michael Winslow. Maybe we have Markle Winslow. <laughs> Markle Winslow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. it's not all he's, that's not all he's lost. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might best be... Line, best line from Spaceballs. Oof. I mean, that's... Ah, I mean, that's impossible. That's like picking it. a favorite kid, man. Oh, I know favorite kids. I got a favorite kid. I, it's a series of lines. Okay, which what are they? Which is the... Um, when they say the uh, well, it's happening now. What's happening now? Or we missed yeah. it. When? Just now. Just now. Well, when will then be now? Soon. soon. How soon? <laughs> yeah, well, that's look, a good that, one. That whole scenario. By the is... way, there was a great meme of that floating around on the internet not too long ago, where like okay. those two NBA refs are looking at a screen, watching a the, watching a, a mm-hmm. playback, and the video is of these NBA refs watching the screen. So that's showing up again, and then someone took a screenshot of that and placed it in front, oh, and of, they just, in and front of the image of Lord Helmet looking back <laughs> at the screen, like what the fuck's going so on? So great. I, there is there is no best line. They're all amazing. I my favorite lines as kids were, were like keep firing assholes. I thought that was so funny that like I was like I'm surrounded by assholes. Yeah. Keep firing assholes. Now if you if you watch that scene again and we ain't found shit. Yeah, we ain't found my, shit. Is, those are like my two favorite the lines. The guy with the you know yeah, the yeah, pick comb the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and two uh, st- racially it was definitely a racially charged joke. But two sure. black two black dudes with a, with a <laughs> with a hair pick, uh, which just if, the visual of it was incredible. Watch the scene again with the assholes and okay. notice that when he says. Uh, how many assholes I got on the ship? And they all stand up. But yeah. if you look around, there's a couple people that don't stand up. Yeah. And they're all black people. <laughs> and I asked I asked Mel Brooks about that. Did you really? Oh, yeah. And to get that answer, you'll have to listen to my, oh, my Mel gosh, Brooks interview on oh, uh, MarkSaysHi.com. Check it out. <laughs> no. Two hours. Two hours long, Mel Brooks interview. Mel Brooks way. is incredible. He's the best. He is the best. And... Uh, uh, to get to meet him was like I don't, I don't know Matt Wait did you ever get to meet him? I've never got to meet Mel it, Brooks uh, so It was the great Probably I'm surrounded by assholes And no black dude stand I never noticed that Yeah look I have watch to go watch that scene on YouTube I also asked him if On the front of Dark Helmet's You know outfit If that's yeah. supposed to be A dick and balls Or two yeah. eyes and a nose 
<laughs> and you'll get that answer also. <laughs> well, it lo- it's it lo- it's like a wide tie. And and the biggest trivia question that bothered me as a kid, okay, was uh, when when he went to do the beaming, you know, and yeah, he was yeah. next door, and, and he's like lock one, yeah, lock two, lock three, and then he goes lock Loman, yeah. And I was like, what the hell's lock Loman? Yeah, it's it's a lake. Yeah, okay. that's what they call lakes. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in like, Ireland, like, like Loch Ness. Yeah, so like Loch Ness yeah. monster, right? So Loch Loman is a lake, that uh, geographical lake out there in Ireland. So it's great. Yeah, I got to the bottom of that too. <laughs> so questions that were bothering me. First movie I ever memorized, man. All top to bottom. Really, really. Oh yeah. First top. movie I ever memorized. Wow. I said across her nose, not up it. There's some great lines great in that movie. Line, man. You idiots! You've captured your stunt doubles. Oh, so good. <laughs> All right. Before this turns into a podcast about spaceballs, which, which I wouldn't listen, mind. Listen, I was going to say, why don't we just make this a <laughs> podcast about spaceballs? We can do that, but we've got to get to Andrew Schultz, who's our guest. Yes. Uh, he's got a new show coming out on IFC called Benders. Benders. And it's a hockey show, hockey comedy. Yes, with from Chris our friends. Yeah, yeah, from our friends. An apostle mm-hmm. producing it for IFC. Same people that did Marion, uh, right. Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Sirens, maybe. Sirens. Sure. Um, and the you know, Rescue Me. Dennis Leary is like iconic uh, FX drama. Well, I like where Dra- this one's dramedy. going because it's uh, it has to do with hockey. I'm a big fan of hockey, as oh, yeah. uh, some of the other people are at the Syndicate. I'm our, a huge hockey our, fan, Mark. Our parent company. Yes, you're not. Despite a, the fact that you f- look like a concussed <laughs> Eric Lindros. You, oh, call I, back to a previous <laughs> podcast. That's right. Check out the episode of The Kickback. Um, it, it's, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge hockey fan. I can't fan. imagine you've no, never even attended a hockey game. I've been to a hockey game. You have? Yes. Where, where did you sit? I sat... Center ice. Yeah, okay. Any other generic terms you can... <laughs> I saw the... Philadelphia. What can you be penalized no, for? The no, no. no, it was a fl- <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. It was the Flyers game. I'm from oh, I'm cool. from the Philadelphia area. I went to see a bunch of Flyers games. Okay, that's cool. So yeah, you got yeah, to see I, Ronnie Hextall, man. He he was I did, the goalie uh, that no, fought no, everybody. No, 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 no. I wasn't. I was. It was little young for that. My my time was like Lindros, Leclerc. That's when I saw like, uh, Hextall. I think had retired mm-hmm. by that by that by that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. All right. Well, off off of hockey on to Andrew Schultz. He'll be coming up. He's our guest. He's one of the stars. You should ask him about the Philadelphia Lakers. <laughs> I'll ask about the the Philly Lakers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> see how their season's going. Exactly. All right. So lots to get to in the world of news and comedy. You can go to laughbutton.com. Check out all the latest. We got uh, videos, trailers, stories, the whole nine. Uh, I'll, I'll get this one out of the way. I just posted actually right before we taped this podcast um, my experience of the nightly show with Larry Wilmore. Was able to go check that out um, last night. Good times. Uh, feel really bad and really good at the same time, Matt, <laughs> because I got there. The, oh, the people there are amazing. The whole crew working on the show, surrounding the show. And and uh, I, I don't want to name names because I don't want them to to be found out and then people are going to be bothering them. But there was <laughs> someone there in particular that took very very nice care of me. And when they brought me in to give me a seat, um, this security guard had like held me in this area for too long, and someone mm. was supposed to get me and take me somewhere else. Never did till right before the show started. So when I finally got there, my contact was like. Where the hell were you? You know, yeah, you were yeah. supposed to be here like 25 minutes ago. Blame that guy. <laughs> yeah, so it was like this guy. And she goes, ah. And then she literally had to um, displace somebody from the front row. Someone got bumped. Yeah, someone got bumped from the front row so they could put me in it. And it was very kind of her to do that. But at the same time, I immediately said, please, I'll sit. I don't care. I'll just stand on the side. It doesn't yeah. matter. 
please don't take that person away. But the person was like, no, it's all good. And they got up and left. And I like head nodded the guy. And, <laughs> and it was pursued to watch the entire episode by staring at the back of your head. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get I'm going to get a blinkened, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. back. Um, but anyway, uh, it was great, man. Front row got to see the show in its entirety. The taping it was a lot of fun. And by chance, uh, Sal from Impractical Jokers happened to be one of the guest panelists, That's great. which was kind of cool. We'll be seeing him hopefully very soon. And uh, smooth like butter, man. The Larry crushed it. No, no redos, no retakes, no yeah. shenanigans. Top to bottom came in, did a Q and A with the audience, sat down, nailed the show. Peace out. Yeah, I mean, like he's. I mean, even though it's a very new show, he's still he's already up to like got to be a hundred plus episodes sure, at this point. So, sure. you know, the all the kinks are worked out. So it's a well-oiled machine. As opposed to like when we saw Col- Colbert, Colbert for the first time, because they're like figuring out intros, outros, tech. roll-ins, tech. Yeah, yeah. You know, an hour-long show was took like a, I think it was like a two-hour taping when all said and done. What? But they all get the hang of it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So he was great. The show was great, and uh, it's, I, I did one of those applause where I was like the last guy to clap oh, yeah. after a particular joke, so that I just I knew it was me. You know, when I oh, went back well, and watched the watch, episode, when I go back and watch it, I'll have to, I'll have to say that. <laughs> yeah, I'll it was to, good. I'll have to see what's what. But thanks to everybody Mark over says at Clap. Uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody over at Comedy Central for taking care of me, and uh, the barber shop uh, from the nightly show is going to be. Uh, a collective guest on an upcoming podcast. So uh, uh, check that out. All right. Uh, Trevor Noah's first guests, Matt, have been yeah. announced. He's been making the rounds uh, promoting the show mm-hmm. that's coming out next week. That, I mean, the premieres next week, and uh, he announced some guests. He did. Kevin Hart's one of them. Heard of that guy. Heard of that guy. He's, Heard of that dude. He's uh, he's moved from open, open micer to, to feature act. He's, he's featuring now. I hear he's doing very well. He's featuring at... I don't know the garden. <laughs> yeah, he's featuring at the garden. Every other well. football stadium across the country. Uh, Chris Christie or Governor Chris Christie, I should say. Yes. So there's your political guest. Had mm-hmm. to get that in there, right? Um, uh, Ryan Adams, musical guest, just yes. recorded Taylor Swift's. He did a album track for track cover of Taylor Swift's 1989. How do you feel about that? By the way, I like Ryan Adams a lot. Yeah. I think Ryan Adams has done some great cover songs over the years too. Sure. So like, he's covered like the Great Oasis covers and whatnot. So I, I like Ryan Adams' cover songs. So. I I, I've heard. Listen, I haven't played this. I haven't played this album myself in the office, but I've heard it enough already in the office. Yeah, everyone else has played it. But yeah, we uh, sit by somebody in particular that. Well, likes. I, I dig Ryan Adams, man. I, I dig his vibe. I have like almost his entire collection of work. I okay. think. Uh, you know, I think I think Heartbreaker is a great record. Even like his later stuff, he's done with like Cold Roses mm-hmm. and stuff. So I, I'm a, I'm a fan. Cool. I like it. Saw him like live Ryan last year. I, and uh, he was all right. I never saw it was okay. <laughs> but uh, Butch Walker opened up, and I actually oh, Butch went Walker's for Butch great. Walker. I've I never saw Ryan Adams live, but I saw he. This is when he was dating Leona Ness. Okay, and Leona Ness kind of went from more poppy to like a more of a singer songwriter. No relation to Loch Ness. No, no relation okay. to Loch Ness. But uh, it was at to go back in a, in a while. This is at the. Um, this is uh, what was the name of the venue? The underground venue that was across from Joe's Pub. Uh, lit, not lit. Damn, I can't remember of it, but it was always in the basement. Every time his train went by, you would hear it. Oh, okay. I can't think. I'm Fez, the Fez. That is. Oh the my Fez. god, I forgot yeah. about the Fez. Yeah, the Fez, dude. Sure. We're going back some years. Wow, but um, this was around this. Like Ryan Adams always did, like these, like he's you know he had a he had a punk element right. to him too. He did a punk record called The Finger with Jesse Mallon from Degeneration and Silent, and they and they had, and they and and the album was called We Are Fuck You, Fuck You, Punk's Dead, and the album art where it was a cartoonish middle fingers covering a woman's. 
like chest nipple area. Okay, gotcha. So they're doing like this with like cartoonish. And they went under the aliases of Irving Plaza and Warren Peace. <laughs> so I'm there with a coworker. Leona Ness is on stage and Ryan Adams was dating her at the time. And he happens to be like sitting next to like this booth we're sitting at. And my, my coworker leans over and goes, so are you Irving Plaza? <laughs> Or Warren Peace and Ryan just like lost his shit because like he must have loved that. It yeah. was like this independent release record that like yeah. maybe thirty people heard of, and like he just lost his shit because he's like, oh my god, that's so funny. So that's, that's my uh, that's my Ryan Adams encounter story from like easily a decade ago. Nice. Well, he I will say this: he has a very cool stage. Like he had a full array of arcade games up on stage uh, while he played his show at uh, where did I go? Hammerstein, I think. Cool. All right, uh, Whitney Wolf uh, rounds out the first week. Of guests for Trevor Noah. Yes. All right. Um, you're excited about this one. I know so because you said so. Big J Orkerson, new web series. Yeah. Uh, for Comedy Central. It's called Lucky Loser. Mm-hmm. I love Jay. Jay's the shit. Yeah. And you know what? Jay has a lot of good advice about stuff. So this this whole this whole web series about Jay being like a matchmaker relationship advice kind of guru. And it's basically like he goes into places. And this one, it's it's obviously spoof. It's it's kind of mockumentary style. Mm-hmm. If I had to put it in a different in a, in a specific genre, where he kind of goes into he pairs a woman who makes bad relationships decisions with a guy who is clearly not right for her. And it's like he kind of takes a woman, puts him in the ghetto. They go have like rooftop drinks of like Mike's Hard Lemonade, and then like play a game of like. Trivia uh, or charades or something like that, but like his the guy that she sets him up with, his whole crew is like, "What the fuck charades?" You know, so. sure. And Okerson's kind of in the middle of it, definitely wearing a sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, is he? Okay. Too. So very yeah, he's got cool. a new web series, and hopefully that turns into something bigger for Comedy Central. Comedy Central is very much in the Big J Okerson business right now. So. They are. He's got a radio show at Sirius XM show as well. Sirius. He's taping us uh, an hour with them, and uh, you know they, they released uh, his last two records on the record label. All right, on from Big J to Amy Schumer. Uh, just when you thought there was nothing left for her, she gets a lucrative book deal. Something that's uh, sort of been in the works for a while. People have been fighting over it for a long time. And she's getting somewhere, reportedly. Yeah, reportedly. In the upwards of 8 to $10 million. The variable, the, the, the line of differentiation is $2 million. Yeah, it's a big line. It's a big line. That's one-fifth of wasn't the up until potential this point, there. Wasn't it like Lena Dunham who got the highest advance for a, rec- uh, uh, a book up until this point? That was like three and some change. It was like three and four. BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling just got a pretty big one, too. Yeah, but that was like that. dual. But I want to say Lena Dunham's was like the biggest up until this point, but eight mm. to ten million dollars. Tina Fey got some coin, too, for hers. Yeah, but did she get that much? I don't remember if she got that much. I don't much. know. Like, it's weird because you think about that, and these books are clearly going to be bestsellers, but it's like, is, there that, is there that big an audience for million. books? This these days like will they ever make that money back i mean they i don't know to, i don't know how the digital has. market works i mean what's the price of a book on like uh, like i'm still old school I, I read the actual book yeah, yeah but yeah. if those who have kindles on, and you know well, the ipads I know, I know and that, everything well google recently bought all the folks that do that oyster which is like the netflix of books okay so oyster is actually shutting its doors i don't know if that's actually news that broke oh, this week wow. because all basically right. they bought the entire creative team and google's gonna do they're gonna do it for basically the same thing for oyster for google probably okay um that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking news. You heard it here first. All but, right. So, um, so where? I don't know. I don't. Like, how much does a book cost on Kindle? Uh, the I'd, same. And I, you just, I would put it like yeah. I'd probably put it like ten to twenty bucks. Okay. So, Schumer's book's gonna sell. 
Millennials are going to eat it up. Okay. Comedy fans are going to eat it up. People that are our age are going to eat it up. Yeah. It, you're you're getting you're going to get a lot out of her. I think you're getting your money back. Ten million. Sure. Because uh, like, what does it take to get on a New York Times bestseller these days? It's only like I think uh, it's not a lot. Louis Black told me this once because yeah. when his when I remember I remember introducing one time I was like, hey, New York Times bestseller. He goes, hey, 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 and I was like, what? It and he doesn't goes, take a lot to get on a bestseller. Yeah, he's like, dude, you need to sell like ten thousand bucks. That's I know. it. Okay, that's so, nothing. Okay, so ten thousand times, let's say ten dollars, hundred thousand dollars. Sure, right? that's the math. My math correct on that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's double it. Even twenty dollars a book, two hundred thousand dollars. That's a big difference between two hundred thousand yeah, dollars and eight million. But but that, but you're only selling ten thousand copies. She's gonna sell a million copies. Okay. You know now you're multiplying that by a hundred. I guess. You know, right. or or ten. Yeah. You're multiplying it by ten. I, I guess. Does any book sell a million copies these days? Sure. Like have. What if the Harry Potter books sold? Oh, well, a, a billion books probably. Really? In total. A billion books? Look it up right now. Okay, you got can, the internet. In I front got of the you. Google machine. I bet you in total. Well, uh, are we counting individual book or the collective works? Uh, I don't know. Let, let's just take the first one. Okay. All right, the Philosopher's Stone. If you're from the UK or yeah, or the the yeah. Sorcerer's. Okay, Stone. Harry Potter books list of best-selling books on Wikipedia. Here we go. Harry Potter's got to be up there. I would imagine like the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy's got to be up there too. Are, are Tale of Two Cities, wait, Charles Dickens. No, it's going to be all old school shit. It's not going to be anything new. Harry Potter is the only thing that's going to be new. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is one, two, three, four, five on this list. Wow. Okay. 107 million. 107 million, Matt. 107 million. Tale of Two Cities, 200 million. million. This we're talking a we're, but we're talking biography. Of Amy Schumer. Well, we don't know what it is yet. Okay, I guess that's that's true. We don't know what it is yet. I don't know. It just seems a lot. Okay, between fifty and hundred million copies. The Lion, the Witch, the Witch in the Wardrobe, okay. Da Vinci Code, Think and Grow Rich, Catcher in the Rye, Harry, all the Harry Potters are right, on the right. list, or like all of them in in order. What about the Alchemist? Where's that on the list? The Eagle has landed. What water shut? Watership Down, Charlotte's Web, The Ginger Man, The Bridges of Madison Carey. How sad is it? I've only heard about Zorro. four of these. Books. Tale of Peter Rabbit, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey did four hundred million. Okay, I'm sorry, forty million. I'm sorry. So Amy Schumer, more than Flowers in the Attic. That, that's a perfect gauge right there. Let's stop right there. Fifty Shades of Grey. No, she's not going to do fifty okay, million. Okay, but she's. Ah, I wouldn't be surprised if she did a million. To Kill a Mockingbird, thirty. Matt, million. a million Harper books. You, you think she could do a million books? I guess she's on top of the food chain right now. Yeah, man. but these are all stories. None of these are. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, thirty million. Okay. Some of these took decades to get there. Like Tale of Two Cities, written eighteen fifty nine. I just, I yeah. listen. They obviously know the the the, the book world better than I do. But well, maybe they do something else with it. Promotions, Matt. Buy a book, uh, get a ticket to a show. That's you know, a like, lot of money, man. All right, so Amy Schumer, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what we should do is not trivialize the yeah, awesomeness of this Yeah, I was going to say, man, we, we want her to sell 500 oh, million books. Understood. Like, I just don't know if it's realistically going to happen. All right, Tracy Morgan made a surprise return at the Emmys this past yeah, weekend. I know it's uh, already Thursday when you're hearing this podcast for the first time, uh, but we haven't talked about the Emmys in particular on uh, this said podcast. It was awesome, Matt. I know you didn't get to really see much of it live, but I know you've definitely seen the footage. Andy Samberg was awesome. I hope he hosts every year. Guy's hilarious. He brings his brand of comedy and his sketches and his style, infused it into this award show that's been going on you for quite some time. You know what's interesting with the Emmys this year is it feels like the year that people actually should have won one because they actually reconfigured how they actually voted for the Emmys. Like It used to just be the the... 
the the panel could vote. Mm-hmm. But now you actually need to actually have like watched those films. You need to have some sort of accreditation to be. Well, watching. I would hope so. Well, that's also why. But that's also why like critical darlings that usually whenever you're like for example I'll use Modern Family as an mm-hmm. example won like five years consecutively mm-hmm. didn't win this year got trumped got trumped by Veep Game of Thrones which has never won up until this point other than like you know um, uh, other than like you know special effects, special effects type of awards sure. but they actually won a bunch this year too won a ton because like the people that actually voted in that category are actually part of that category now so it's interesting that that happened but I will say this like um from what I understand, Tracy Morgan's drop-in was awesome. a surprise by everyone. Like even like Tina Fey didn't know it was mm-hmm. happening. Um, I also heard that it didn't do much for the ratings. It wasn't a really highly rated Emmys awards, which is unfortunate because what? I feel like everyone that won should have won. But I also feel like oh, it's like you know maybe they. they I, I hope that what this doesn't allow is the Emmy uh, consideration or the Academy or whatever do you want to call them uh, goes back and says, well, we need to reconfigure this stuff because it's not popular with people. Nah, it's, I That's think it's I award shows all in general. Or just kind of going down, man. I mean, you just read about it or watch the clips the next day. You, do. you don't have you to do. watch it. But look, you can't you can't promote a surprise appearance by Tracy Morgan. No, so so he showed up and the first thing out of his mouth, he walked up to that microphone. God, I remember watching this. It was like tearing up a little bit, yeah. man. It was pretty emotional. And and just everyone's going crazy, like, oh my gosh, Tracy Morgan. He goes up there and he just like says to the crowd, like, I miss you guys. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and it was just powerful, man. And then he thanked his doctors and yeah. his his new wife and, and and everything. And and it was it was pretty touching, man. And and you could see how serious he was about it too, which was kind of cool. But then after he got that kind of out of the way, then he cracked a couple jokes yeah, about yeah. being in a coma, and so and then you knew he was back. You knew he yeah, was yeah. back, and and even though he's been quoted as saying, you know, I want to take it slow, I don't want to just load up projects. Well, he's doing SNL. I got another project. Yeah, coming do, by. doing SNL. He's got this FXX show coming out. He just uh, well, announced. that FXX show wasn't that the show that they put on pause. They said it was going yeah, well, to be there when everyone to come back. Yes. Well, of course they had to, but like he had inked that deal before the accident. Right, he did. They're just basically saying, okay, it's up and running but, now. But they don't have to hold to that, you know. But but no, they are not at all. And, I mean, but said, FX would back. be dude. FX would be total dicks if they didn't at least give the guy a pilot for that show sure sure and i'm like okay no but i i'm actually psyched about snl because like that's mm-hmm. his home sure i kind of wish that this actually didn't happen because the s it would have made the snl return a little bit more special personally yeah i feel that way because that's where he's from but i mean the emmy awards is a it's a huge stage well i mean it's like doing an interview it, i i don't think it was like it, it wasn't like an a it wasn't a performance no, you know he's gonna be hosting it wasn't SNL. but like that standing applause mm-hmm. Like would have been cool to see happen in Studio Eight H. It's gonna happen. It's gonna Studio. happen. It's gonna be a different kind of applause. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Much I, smaller I audience too. It is a much smaller audience. Yeah. Um. All right. And uh, and then he's gonna be a part of a new Ice Cube movie as well called Fist Fight, where he plays a coach at a high school. All right. That's <laughs> all we Tracy. know about that right Love now. Tracy. All right. So that's the Emmys. Uh, Port, we just found this out. Portlandia season eight will be its last, even though they're just now wrapping season six. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I want to thank the Oregonian for that news. Oregonian. I guess they they apparently they do a media day every yeah. year for um for portlandia as they should in yeah, portland oregon and and uh fred let the cat out of the bag and said hey look you know Eight. but he specifically said on ifc which is intriguing mm. which makes the story intriguing because are we gonna get a movie you know movie, are we gonna, uh, is it gonna series, go somewhere else yeah some spin-off action maybe i don't know we'll see so that's uh i, mean, I feel like Eight seasons for sketch comedy is long. I mean, like, how long has In Living Color lasted? Four? Long, I don't know. How long has Saturday Night Live been on? Well, uh, but, that's, but that's the that's the exemption to the the exception to the rule. Right. I mean, like, Key and Peele, three seasons off. I think right. No, Kroll, five. Five. Kroll Show, three. Three. Inside Amy Schumer's on its third. Yep, it's gonna be four. Yeah, it's gonna. So I think in Kids Living, in the Hall went nine or ten. In Living Color did what eight? Monty Python went. Six. 
five or six. I, that's a long time to be that creative and that good. I mean, like yeah. SNL is an exception to the rule because what SNL does, well, new cast, anyway. it recasts, mm-hmm. rewriters, like it just it moves with the times. How long did Mad TV go? Probably in the du- double digits. I would say teens, somewhere around that. Okay. Um, maybe even longer, actually. Maybe even longer. But I will go back to Inside Amos Humor. Won an Emmy for the first time for its writing. Brand new category. First Brand ever new category. First ever win in that category. And it was so funny seeing everyone up there and then just like sticking out like a sore thumb. Kurt Metzger just hanging on that stage. It was so funny. He's huge. He is. He's a big dude compared yeah. to everyone else. He's like kind of like this giant that kind of is overlooking everyone else. And he was kind of like looking off to the side. Yeah, like he, he was wasn't even he being was very like, Kurt Metzger. It's very um, funny. But, they, but that show also won a technical award a week, a week previously mm-hmm. for that Girl You Don't Need Makeup song which Kurt wrote but didn't win the technical on a technicality yeah. or something. That's all good. But he we got know. an Emmy for this one. He got, the big he, did Emmy. It. he got the televised Emmy. I will say Congratulations to Josh Gondelman on a personal note because he oh, yeah. was a recent guest on the podcast. Completely. But he was part of the um, uh, John Oliver writing team for, mm-hmm. for last week tonight. And it was cool to see his name, you know, spoken at the Emmys. It's just, it's cool. Yeah. Although got, although I think he was in a horse costume when they but then you also, the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you also got, like, you know, John Stewart going out with an Emmy nod, mm-hmm. an, Emmy nom- uh, an Emmy win. That's great. John Hamm yeah, going Yeah, he won out. a couple so, things. Yeah, a couple guys going out with some Emmy nominations or Emmy wins. I mean. All right, a couple more things to get to before we get to Andrew Schultz, our guest. Uh, he's a star of Benders, which is coming to IFC on October first. Yep. And just general stand-up comedy. Yep, good dude. And let's see, let's go Muppets. Muppets, the Muppets returned. Matt, I got a phone call from my parents last <laughs> night to make sure I was going to be watching the Muppets. My fiance was like, "Are we taping the Muppets?" Oh no, like, you don't yeah. tape that. You well, watch no, no, that no. Live. I know my, we were, we were, but I, uh-huh. I was like, "Babe, season pass is set. We're good." Yeah, yeah. okay, we're good to go. But yeah, my my dad gave me a call and and checked in because that was something from my childhood. You know, we always watched the Might Muppets well. together, and uh, and they're back and they are better than ever, in my opinion, Matt. I think it, I. I have I hold them in such high regards that I wanted nothing but the best. I wanted it to be flawless, and it was that and more. It was it was everything it could have been. It was everything it should have been, and then it was just a little bit funnier. There you go. I I there were laugh out loud moments for me. Like sure. and people, I've read a couple reviews, and I, there you got to take the reviews with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. everyone has their own impression of what the Muppets are. Some people remember the Muppets from starting on SNL, so they mm-hmm. remember that the Muppets always have had an adult uh, an adult streak to them. Sure. Some people remember them as just the Muppet Babies. Mm-hmm. Some people remember them right. as like the the remaking of like Dickens' Christmas Carol. Right. And so like everyone has their own interpretation of where the Muppets are for them. But I think that's also what's so great about the Muppets is like the Muppets. Have kind of always evolved at the times. The only time I feel like is like so like there's definitely people like oh my childhood was ruined. It's like shut up, dude. I guarantee you jokes what? were made when you were a kid. You didn't get it as an, you didn't get, but you would got later as an adult. But you were just a kid and just thought it was cool watching these fur guys dance around. Well, if you want your childhood ruined, go back and watch Fraggle Rock. Right, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> yeah, okay. just remember it being. But cool. uh, but I think like I think but like they they tweaked it. You know, they're, instead of working on a variety show, they're working mm-hmm. on a late night show. And sure. And Kurt Kermit is definitely playing. Like the Liz Lemon role of like producer of the whole circus. Miss Piggy is the host. Doctor Teeth and Electric Mayhem are the house Amazing. band. Yep. Um, great lines. I mean, like the first joke is about like a pregnant, a pregnant whatever the 
the little rat thing is. What yeah. Is rat oh, thing? what do you mean the rat thing? It's uh. It was the king prawn. King prawn. Thank king you. Prawn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like, <sighs> great joke out. Like random homosexual joke about Fozzie Bear was so funny. It's great. So funny. And then like you know all the Doctor Teeth, the whole band of Doctor Teeth talking about like the rehab and then mm-hmm. animal like too many women, too many, <laughs> too many, <laughs> too many cities, too many cities, too like, many women, too many cities. Great jokes, <laughs> but like I mean the sketches aren't weren't there as classic Muppets. So like you know you don't have your pigs in space or anything like yeah, that. But, but isn't the whole thing kind of like a big sketch? But here's you know, also like, the thing too: it's a late night show. You can throw sketches in there. Yeah, you need to throw sketches. And they're in there. going to of do that. Of course, they had to. Do. They had to lay down the map. I yeah. think the thing is the biggest problem that people have with is the dark time, the dark storyline of Miss Piggy and Kermit aren't dating anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Good. But like the mockumentary style, which yeah. they're totally embracing, but sure. it's great. Paparazzi. I, I, I laughed so hard at some stuff, like laugh out loud parts. And you know me, I hear comedy all the time. So some, so most of the thing you get at me is like, oh, that's pretty funny, or like a ha. But like I laughed at some sure. of these jokes he's got that were made on the Muppets. So I'm looking forward to see what's going on. I love Jason Siegel's reboot. Um, you know, I didn't see any Walter. They introduced a new Muppet, Walter, but yeah. I don't know if he's if he's happening this time around or what, or if Siegel owns the rights to that since he wrote him. I don't know. But uh I don't know. I think the saddest thing about the Muppets is when the Muppets aren't on television. Well, that's over now. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have like, to worry about. like that's what I'm saying is like the Muppets have always been this this running theme, whether it be the Muppets, Muppet Babies, Jim Henson Live, the reboot. But like there was a time where the Muppets weren't in vogue. Jason Siegel redid all that. Like sure. there was a solid decade plus where no one talked about the Muppets. Well, Muppets in Space triggered that, I think. Although I liked Muppets in Space. But that's what I'm saying. Wasn't that bad? But that's what I'm saying is yeah. like like well, Pigs in Space was a great one too. You know, then they had some bad movies, but I think I want to say from like mid nineties to like mid two thousands, the Muppets weren't something anyone spoke about. Right. Now people are actually excited about the Muppets again. So it's like Listen, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, you know? Well, like, uh, look, the Muppets are awesome, period, end of story, watch it. It's on yeah, ABCs. Do it. Or ABC. And then learn your ABCs. It could be on the ABCs. You learn your ABCs on ABC. Could. Could. Damn. All right, Jermaine Fallon, congratulations. Show on CBS, Showtime special. Give him hell, kid. You can read more about that on thelapbutton.com. Go, Jermaine. Let's get to Andrew Schultz. All right, we'd like to welcome our uh, guest here on this edition of the Laugh Button Podcast. He goes by the name Andrew Schultz and also plays him in real life. Yes. What's up, Mr. Schultz? How you doing? How you doing? No no relation, right? This Peanuts movie's coming out. Now you got to deal with this shit again, Man, right? I wish. I wish I had a relation to <laughs> Charles. No, that's, that's usually what I get. I yeah. usually get asked if it's Charles, but no, no relation. So or when, if he has, he's, he's definitely uh, cut off any ties to the rest of the family. Right. So, uh, yeah. It, I bet you Schultz isn't even his last name, right? Like, what do you think his, that, like, that's a cover name. I feel no, like anybody I don't think you go with Schultz as a cover. <laughs> you don't I think, think? No. I think that's the perfect cover no. because that's the name you wouldn't go you with. You want to be German in the 40s? <laughs> I think the last name you choose is well, I, I guess that all depends on where you're living, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good call. Definitely a good call. Uh, so so uh, we had a little snafu getting into the studio, so yeah. I appreciate your patience. For sure. Um, but we made it happen. And I will say this. While we were waiting to get in here before you arrived, um, uh, my intern here, Will, and I, we were sitting out on the stoop. And I feel like New York City, I've been here, I don't know, 16 years now, so I feel like I'm kind of official now at this yeah, point. Yeah. But if you stop your forward momentum uh-huh. at any moment, you're you get attacked by like ten people that are like, hey man, you know where I get some? Hey man, do you want to buy my rap album? Hey man, do you know where I can get it? It's cr- it's crazy. That's what this town's like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's, you're from here, right? Born and raised? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always keep my forward momentum. Yeah, you know it's gotta I mean? be. Yeah, <laughs> gotta yeah, keep yeah, the yeah, forward yeah. momentum. If I see some interesting shit, I'll just see it tomorrow. So what what is like? Uh, because you're because we're tapping the source. Actually, here. I, I've been thinking about this whole thing about uh, you know, 
I guess you could call it harassment. Okay. You know, because there was a lot of, uh, there was that video that came out where the girl was being sexually harassed. Right. Right. And, uh, you mean just walking down the street, that yeah, video? Yeah, walking right. down the street, okay. sexually harassed and like how wrong that was, et cetera. And like what she went through and how painful that must be. But when we're harassed for a guy's rap CD or for gay rights or for the environment, Right. We're actually harassed more physically because they get in your way. Oh, big and they time. try to touch you mm-hmm. and they try to like stop you from moving and they guilt you. They say, Hey, are you a nice person? And if I don't stop, then I'm an asshole and I have to deal with that throughout the day. So I wonder why it's so wrong to tell a girl she looks beautiful, but so okay to call me an asshole for not liking the environment. <laughs> Why doesn't that seem a little unfair? Like, why do they get no harassment credit? Like, that is way more harassing, don't you feel? I agree. I agree. The rap CD, I, it just, I don't know, it dawned on me. So I guess it's not about sexual harassment. It's about, hmm, what is it? What can? What, when are you allowed to stop somebody? I guess you have you have some kind of cause, right? So you need some kind of cause, right? So maybe if you attach a cause to sexual harassment like hey i'd like to have sex with you for the environment (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this is a bit you're gonna tell on stage tonight i'm inspired by you there's something here it's like if i want to i would like to fuck you for gay rights right i just (laughs) look i got a new i got a new rap album and i need material so can i I fuck you so i can get i gotta i got this one line i gotta finish this line (laughs) oh shit (laughs) that's the way to hit on girls now you don't ask them you don't say look beautiful just big listen Mm. you were really helping the environment I just want to say thank you. If you could just give your number, I'd like us both to help the environment. Yeah, wherever you walk around, like the property value just goes <laughs> up. It so, you know astronomically. All of a sudden, the fire department showed up. What's up with that? Uh, it's interesting. I, I will say this, um, because this comes I talk to my wife about this all the time. Mm-hmm. I, you, you know, because back when I was single and I was living in New York City, man, it's hard to crack that shell. The girls here, man, they're yeah. tough. And... And they're always like, yeah, I had some creep, you know, coming to my face. Oh, we get to do shamed thing. all the time. Shamed so bad. But yeah. then if you're an attractive guy, all of a sudden now it's not a creep. So this is, You're not a creep, right? I have a you're, huge issue with this. I have a huge issue too. Okay, because yeah. it's a completely acceptable and uh, championed form of shaming. It's not fat shaming, but when a woman shames a guy for the way he hits on her, all, right. all the girls go on. Yeah, girl, you tell him. You hit a corny pickup line. Oh, what did he just say? Hey, hello. Oh, how corny is he? <laughs> If Brad Pitt says, hey, hello, if Brad Pitt burps on you, you're 100% (laughs) okay with that. So it's really, you're just shaming somebody for not looking attractive to you. Exactly. But when we say, yo, that girl was busted, we're fucking assholes, we're misogynist. Dude, this double standard shit is so stupid. Like, (laughs) I did a a, a talk show the other day, and there was a guy that came on the talk show, and he... um, he just was there to deliver cake. Like that was his only job. Was just to deliver the cake. Uh, this guy, this guy was a part of the show, or he was. He like, was a part he was, of the show, he was but with not catering really. like or an whatever. Extra, basically. Okay. Like, they put him in a suit and he came in, right? Right. And he comes in, and the girls start going, "Ooh, who is this? Oh my god! Right, right. Ooh, look at you! I bet you got some nice abs. Take your shirt off. Take it off. The whole studio starts going, "Take it off! Take it off!" <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, dude, if we did this to a girl, All right. This would be front page of Jezebel, Huffington Post. Everything you can Oh A male talk show host Violate female As she brings cake But it's just like Cutesy thing When girls right. do it That's why I don't buy Into double standards at all man It's uh, like Listen we all get it 
Sure. We all get it. Sure. Accept it. <laughs> all right, Andrew Schultz, our guest here on the Laugh Button Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, people obviously know you from Guy Code, and mm-hmm. they're soon uh, about to know you from Benders, man. Let's Congratulations hope. on Thank the new you. show. Thank you. IFC October 1st. IFC, it is a channel. Do I know which? No. <laughs> but it is a channel. <laughs> Search it on your cable box or yes. whatever you have. And uh, I'm pumped for this one, especially because where I grew up, I played a lot of hockey growing up. Oh, right? really? And I was a big heart for Whalers Wait, fan. Where you? Where so, you're, from? you're from? I'm from Ohio, outside of Cleveland. All right. Oh, and hockey's big yeah. up there. Yeah, out it's there? cold as shit. We all have ponds in our backyard. Dope. If it rains it. and freezes, you have an, a free ice love rink it. in love your it. backyard. I love this. So I, uh, I played a lot of hockey as a kid. I was mm-hmm. a big Hartford Whalers fan. They were the worst team in hockey, mm-hmm. and they since decided to leave because they suck so bad. Right? Yep. <laughs> Talk about shaming. Uh, get out of my town of Hartford. <laughs> right? Leave, leave uh, Hartford. People don't know how <laughs> shitty Hartford is. This is so funny. <laughs> Hartford is a horrendous uh, is. city within Connecticut. Right. And uh, oh, that is so funny. <laughs> So, so they are not good enough for Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> so they leave and they win a championship. The rest is history. All right. So that brings us back to Benders. Uh, this is this you and your friends here play on this this hockey team. Beer called, league hockey. Yeah, beer league hockey. Which uh, is for anybody who doesn't know, it's just um, rec league hockey, mm-hmm. uh, interbureau hockey for adults. Right. It's not you can't win anything. There's no real championship. It's just guys that like to play, so they organize these leagues. You know, right. regular guys who are accountants, etc. And I play with a bunch of my buddies. Um, we're all like in you know, a late twenties, kind of thirty at, at age, and we just—that's the most important thing in our lives. And uh, and you got show, a, you got a nice team name as well. Oh, the, Ch- oh, the Chubbies, yeah, yeah. Uncle Chubbies, Chubbies. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> solid so, Jersey. Right? Oh yeah, we were in the building, so we're all from we're from we're from Queens actually. We're from like uh, New York and or Brooklyn and that kind of area. We filmed in Queens, but uh, but yeah, man, it's just a cool, it's a fun show. And I mean, I did, I played zero hockey growing up. I wasn't a fan of hockey. I didn't even know how to ice skate really. But uh, I related to the idea of like having a hobby that. It superseded everything else in life your job my right. wife like anything else that was there was less important than that hobby you know for me that's probably stand up but you know for these guys it was is it's just something as innocuous as hockey and it's just great i don't know i just had a lot of fun doing it well the one thing i will say about it obviously it's 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 an awesome show i watched the first four thank episodes you, thank you, really enjoyed which ones it. did you see can you remember? uh i'm trying to see think here i saw one with jim norton in it I, yes. I can't remember the, the episode up, titles yeah, yeah. but i saw the norton one i feel like i saw brewer at some point too yes um, See the one where I choked my grandpa, the guy from Breaking Bad? Oh my god, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. By the way, how was that experience? Oh, he's awesome. That guy's hilarious. He was just telling me how he used to rail chicks in the 70s <laughs> the entire time. Like in, before it was cut. In between chokes? In between, <laughs> in between choke yeah, outs? He's like, dude. oh, dude, that was a good oh, one. That reminds me of Barbara. Stories, man. Just oh. like, oh, there was this girl. He's the guy who in Breaking Bad is the old man. The ding, ding, ding. Yeah, with the ding, 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 ding guy. Ding, right. ding, ding. But you never get to hear talk. So, so now you get to hear him talk. Now you get to hear him talk. And that's the best thing. Did that thing blow about your him. mind, by the way, when you heard him talk? I've like, known him from other shit. Though. Okay. Yeah, like, okay. He was in, uh, what was it? Not Serpico, the other Al Pacino film. Where he takes place in uh, in New York, and he has a. Cl- I mean, he's been the in like, every advocate. fucking movie. I don't know, not uh, not the. Know, I'm, just, I'm just naming bad. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see Charlize naked in so that movie. Of a so woman. That's fine. Uh, of a woman was a shit. Yeah. I focused on the woman. Uh, Great but, Scent of a woman lyric. Uh, Bloodhound Gang. Were you ever a fan? Oh, of course. Um, uh, uh, Jimmy Pop says there must be something wrong with Al Pacino's nose because the scent of a woman's like rotten tomatoes. Hysterical lyric. Oh, that's right. And it was uh, me win me, baby. Yep. Ain't nothing but mammals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with them. What happened to them? Uh, they're still doing it, man. They're yeah. like big in Europe and, and Jimmy Pop's like cutting dance tracks and stuff. And really? They're still living. They're still doing it. Sl- slowly but surely. Anyway, he's in yeah. this. He's okay, in this. so he's yeah, in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, uh, Mark <laughs> fucking whatever his last name is. Wahlberg. 
Wahlberg. Yeah. Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, uh, oh, man, he was so dope. And he was, he just like in between takes, he'd just tell me about like, girl, this girl, like, oh yeah, I had a Turkish girl who just loved to suck cock. Like that's all she would do. She lived for <laughs> sucking cock. And, you know, yes, I was unfaithful to my wife, but this woman needed cock. And what was I supposed to do? Okay, let's go out there and do it. You know, and it was just, <laughs> it was just this amazing experience where I was almost more excited for this to cut because I'd be like, oh, well, tell me about the Turkish girl. Like, what, <laughs> right, right. what else do you know about her? Oh, man, that'd be great. You're just fucking up your dialogue, repeating what he said to you. It's oh. like, dude, you're way off book, man. What are you doing? <laughs> this, this isn't even good improv. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. All right. Well, congrats on the show, man. Thank you, man. I'm very excited. So, everyone, make sure you check out Bender's October 1st on IFC. And uh, look, it's the, the channel that's home to Portlandia. All right. Marin. So, yeah, Marin. There's some great stuff on there, man. What is the, the new show with the. Uh, and they sure show uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World a lot on Dude, that Pulp Fiction. And Pulp Fiction. And right. Reservoir Dogs. Okay. They got a good collection of films um, if you can find the channel. Right. I think that's yeah. really what happens. But uh, there's a, what was the other show? Do- documentary Now. Oh, Documentary Now is awesome, it's man. Have you IFC. watched any of that yet? No, nah, I haven't it's watched It's really any. cool. Yeah, yeah. I can send you the episodes. They're, yeah, yeah, they're really it. funny, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. They crushed it. Well, you're rocking the Bender's Tea. I like that you're representing. Hey, man, I got to do uh, it. Hopefully these my... will be available to the public. Hopefully they make them with a better fit. Yeah? Than this. yeah Not feeling it? Very ill-fitting Bender's Tea, but I support the You have to get fat. You're going to have to get That's right. I got to gain some weight. Fill that sucker up, man. It's always the extra large. You notice that you go to like basketball games and stuff, and everybody they, they will punch an old lady right in the fake teeth to get one of these T-shirts, yeah. and it's like a triple extra large. Yeah. You're washing your car with this thing. Have you ever you know? caught one of them? In the I have. Really? I, I caught one in a Knicks game. I used to have season tickets to the Knicks, okay. and uh, and and it was nice because I sat in the the front row of the upper. It was back when it was just two rings, yep. you know, and I was in like the, the the third row of that upper section, and so the gun was like perfect every time. Every time. So yeah, I got one of those t-shirts and i open it up i'm like oh this is cool yeah triple x what am i doing with this thing you know so you just give it to some kid and they freak out yeah. you know it's it's cool uh what about you you ever catch something like foul two ball in one game once two in one game two shirts in one game Wait, you're switching sections Bro, what do you no same section snagged it snagged it and uh and i gave fisting. one to a kid it was dope <laughs> i was like the man in that section yeah like, you were they wanted me to be on the Knicks. Like, that's how bad the Knicks were. They saw me catch a couple of these shirts. They were like, dude, give him a try. It's the White Rodman. Get him, man. Get him. <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah. Oh, God. The Knicks have been bad for so long, huh? Yeah. You think they're ever going to get out of it? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Eventually. I hope Porzingis is the key, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I caught a foul ball on my birthday once. Dope. Yankee Stadium. That was hurt? decent. Did it hurt? It hurt a little bit, but you're in the moment. You can't feel it. You yeah. go home the next next day and you're like, oh my God, did I masturbate too hard? Like, what happened to my hand? You know, I was like, oh yeah, that foul ball that was coming at me a thousand miles an hour that I stupidly caught with my face. Um, yeah, that was kind of neat. Um, all right, so Benders, uh, stand up. You're doing stand up like crazy. Are you yeah. touring? You got some dates coming up? What's yeah, going on dude, with that? Yeah, man. I'll be in, um, I'll, I'll be in uh, what is it, October 3rd. Okay, so October 2nd, I do a podcast with a guy named Charlemagne the God. We brilliant podcast. idiots, Yeah, man. brilliant idiots. Yep. So uh, we have our live show in Hoboken at oh, the Hoboken nice. Comedy Festival. We're going to do a live show. That's October 3rd, uh, HobokenFestival.com for tickets for that. But then I got, um, I'll be in, uh, on the 2nd, I'll be at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. Great spot, man. Yeah, I never performed there, but I'm really excited to, to do that theater. Uh, a lot of specials tape there, man, at the yeah, Wilbur. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, I just, I've heard a lot about it, you know, just, and I also... 
tend to kind of gravitate towards Boston comics mm-hmm. for some reason. You know, the P- Patrice, the Burrs, sure. the, you know. Well, Louis. you got that vibe. You're cut from the same cloth. Fuck it. I love it, man. Three I, hours I really distance. That's all separating I you. I think they're great. So I do that. And then I'm going to be out in um, Tempe, Arizona. I think it was the 22nd to the 25th. And then uh, the 5th to the 7th, I'll be in Alaska, actually. Oh, weird. Yeah, Fairbanks, <laughs> the Fairbanks area of Alaska. So I'm excited about that. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how the comedy is going to go down. I don't know how the shows are going to be, but I'm just gassed to visit Alaska. Like, I love those shows about living there off the land. Sure. Now, are you yeah. going to be there at the time of the year where it's where it's like they have the 24-hour nah, daytime no, or 24-hour nighttime? It's October, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird shit, Oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Going I up mean, there, uh, yeah. when are they going to turn the lights on? Yeah, yeah that'd be a little goofy. That'd be... I don't want to do. I'll, I'll do that like all day shit. I'll yeah. do twenty four hours a day. Sure, but twenty four hours a night is just a little bit. That's depressing, man. I'm not. Nah. No black curtains for you, right? No. Nah. <laughs> I just. It's weird because I want to see animals and shit. Like I don't get to see that here. So like, it's nighttime now. I got to be afraid of them. You know, like in the night you only <laughs> see them when they're right in front of you, and I don't want them to be there. Like I want. I want them to be in the distance, and I go, oh, that's a that's a moose or whatever. <laughs> There's a, you know what I mean. I don't know. If they got moose or like, whatever. You know what oh, I mean. You have to like sleep in a cage. It's like reverse. So they don't eat you while you're yeah, sleeping. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, you're supposed to go see real, them for real. You're yeah. right, right. Because you're really in their hood. Like right. it's not. When you're in Alaska, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been. I've, just I've seen never shows. been. I've never no, been. No, but it yeah. seems pretty much like there. You're the visitor. Yeah. You know, even if you're from <laughs> sure. there, right? Because like, there's no like things on the highway that stop the moose from coming. And then there's other types of moose that aren't moose, but it's like what is it called? Some uh, sort of mutant moose. Yeah, it's not a, like a moose, like a not an emu. What's it called? Not a rain, maybe a reindeer. An antelope. An ant. An antelope is that the name of it? An elk. Yeah, yeah. It's like a moose, but it's more. It has like a will with the set. Dude, it's a moose, but it has like a. It almost Different looks like haircut. a satellite dish. It's <laughs> like the the nineteen eighties dish. Yeah, <laughs> or like a you know the wing at the back of the car and the rice rockets. Like yeah, the, sure, the, the spoiler. That, spoiler. It has a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, no, not the spoiler. The shit that goes like it looks like a surfboard. Oh almost. right, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And um, that one I'm looks, looking forward to see. <laughs> and they got wolves there too. So hopefully I get to see a you wolf. You are you are in an animal bucket list. Man, are you going to so be bringing it out? You're going to be animals. check checking I'm really stuff excited, off the list man, for real. I want to see. There's a lot of animals I want to see. Obviously, if I see a polar bear, that would be exciting, but I can't guarantee something like that. Yeah. Maybe I, I just a grizz. A grizz. I'll see a grizz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Grizz. Yeah, if I see a grizz, bro, that's for real. Dude, every time I think of a grizzly bear, I only think about the great outdoors. You remember that movie? Yeah. With Dan Aykroyd yeah. and, and John Candy and that grizzly bear coming in, they just blow the blow the ass hair right off with that fucking <laughs> shotgun. It's all I think about, man. See, that's, I don't know if I really want that grizzly bear to be this close. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need him to be away. I'm not really about that. So what uh, what sent you what what sent your trajectory into the comedy? Into comedy? Like when you, when you were a kid. Oh, like man, what? I always loved comedy. I thought it was dope. I, I had a delirious cassette tape. You did? Yeah. Okay. So I used to listen to that with my pops. That All was right. cool. And then uh and then I got the Deaf Comedy Jam videos. I would get the VHS. Like, every week or month, they would send me a new VHS. You were, like, part of the club? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, that's yeah, amazing, yeah. So man. So I got all those. Wait, man. do you still have them? Uh, probably somewhere. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, Parents' yeah. house or something? Yeah, yeah. So those are wild. And um, So who stuck out to you? And, and, and all those Def Jam performances. Oh, Bernie. Obviously, Bernie Mac. Sure. He had, like, two legendary performances that were just great. I love Bernie. And then especially when I saw the Kings of Comedy, I was okay. like, oh, well, this That must have been big time. Yeah. yeah, but I remember Bernie, and I remember- What about uh, Hamburger? Nah, I never. I mean, <laughs> I remember Hamburger, but more like people teasing him. I don't remember, right. like, the sets. There was a few people's sets that I remember 
just really enjoying, but I, not really coming. Obviously, Martin was a great host. You know, he was just a mm. spectacular host. Some people are really good hosts of that. Uh, so, th- so yeah. when you watched that and you saw it, were you, were you immediately like, that's just something I like, or you instantly knew that's something you wanted to do? Yeah. I, I, it was just something that I liked, and I also thought that would, I didn't know that there were really a, was another type of comedy. Right, like I, right, like when that's I found so out, amazing. Just yeah. that's it, Def Chant. There's no hey, that ass. I really I didn't know people wrote jokes. Right. So for a long time, like I was just like, oh, I gotta be as funny as these guys because right. it was so conversational, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then I started to find out about you know the Seinfelds and like the what is it, the guy from Boston, right? Stephen Wright, Stephen yeah. Wright, and like these guys who like crafted material. And at first, I thought it was kind of corny. Up to be honest with you, I was like, well, why don't you just be funny in the moment? And then I found out all these other guys who are funny in the moment have crafted their material, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what's happening here. This yeah. is this is what stand-up is. So it took me a minute to like kind of really get invested, and I was just a huge fan of it, just being funny in general. That's so. cool. Well, you perform at the Cellar, which obviously is the New York staple yeah. Yeah. here in New York City. It's it's where you send anybody the world, uh, who wants man. to check out comedy here. Um, what was your audition like? What was that night like for oh, you man, when you horrendous. had to get passed? Oh, yeah, everyone says that. Everyone has like a nightmare scenario where like Chris Rock dropped in, did 45 right before I was supposed to go out and do my stupid five, and yep. then and I sucked and they passed me anyway. So what what was your night like? Chris Rock stopped in. Are you fucking serious? I swear to God. But not only did Chris Rock stop in, Chappelle stopped in. What? And this was all right before so, you were supposed to go. Yeah. On. So Friday, I'm oh, not. Fuck. I haven't really eaten anything all day. I'm okay. so nervous about going up, you know, and just I just want to get. This was at a time in in my comedy career where I didn't really know how to open. Okay. Once I got going. I was fine, but I didn't know how, I, I didn't have the ability to just go up cold, say my first joke, and then get into the set. It, it was something that really took a while for me to kind of just learn. So I would have to kind of open through crowd work. So every set was like, oh, here we go. When you only got five minutes, you know what I mean? It, it, you want to be able to boom, get it, get it, get in there. So I went up Friday. Uh, so the whole day I was nervous. I was like, I hope there's something in the crowd I can kind of joke around quickly. So I went up Friday. Chappelle and Rock come in, bump me. Uh, Essie says, come back Saturday. Essie's the booker. Yep. Essie says, come back Saturday. Chappelle and Rock both come in, bump me again. Said, I think it's a three-day weekend, so she, she said, come Sunday. Chappelle and Rock bump me again. So, so I'm like, fuck. She's like, why don't you come next weekend? So next week, can I come? I'm, this is a whole week. I'm nervous now. Now it's not just one day. It's like the whole week. Yeah, I'm now thinking. you're overanalyzing. Yeah, and now yeah, I yeah, stop sure. being funny. Like, because you, you, you get to the point where you're so in your head and you want to prepare the set so well, you just lose all your enthusiasm and funny. So I've stopped being funny. I have no more funny left in me. Uh, I go on a Friday and then, uh, who was it? Rich Voss is opening. And when you audition on a Friday night, you audition on the late show and you do the first spot after the first spot. So host goes up, first comic and then you do a five minute spot right after the first comic. So technically two comics have gone on and then you. And uh, Voss gets up and Keith was hosting and uh, Voss uh, and Keith just go into engage in like this back and forth like they're both ripping each other for maybe like 15 20 maybe i don't know how long but long like past the light and it wasn't jokes you know though so the audience is just hearing this off off the cuff just kind of funny banter right and then i just get thrown up right and i'm so in my head i'm so fucking nervous it's sure. like last week Chappelle and this and then you have these two best friends who got amazing chemistry just having a funny conversation then i gotta just go up and go into material because i got five minutes and it didn't really go that well i didn't get engaged and uh, i didn't pass but sd was like hey i believe in you so i'll give you another try wow. and uh 
which wow. was really cool. Now, uh, interesting wrinkles of the story is I was already performing there before I auditioned. Oh, interesting. I sent her a tape, and okay. she started booking me on a, on a late show, a nasty show. So I was doing a spot a week for a few weeks before I even auditioned. So my nerves were probably a little bit less than everybody's because I was already getting on stage. Right. Right? But at the same time... You know, I had something to lose. So in a week or two, I was so distraught. I was so heartbroken. A week or two, I came back to audition, and I got up. And I remember it went a little bit like, yeah, all I know is there's something happened in the audience, and I asked a guy a question. He gave me a kind of like dicky response. And I was like, fuck, is this going to happen again? Am I going to fucking bomb again? And then I talked to somebody else, and I don't know what happened, but I said something that got everybody going. And once that happened, I just rode that out. Like a you leech, know, you were bro. I jumped yeah. on it. Did, <laughs> didn't take my foot off the fucking gas for five minutes. High fives on the way out. Really rocked it. Came upstairs. She's like, "Okay, you passed." And and then from there, once you pass here, it, you don't. You're not just in. That's when you got you really audition. Right. You pass, and then you really audition is you got to kill when they put you up last on the late show and right. people are fucking drunk and walking like. That's when you really gotta go for it, and that, and then for months it was just like every time I went up, I was just trying to throw haymakers. Just I didn't, I wasn't gonna be like, I know the jokes are funny. If you guys don't laugh, you don't laugh. It was right. like, no, we laughing. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. laughing tonight. All of us <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Dude, I love it. What a challenge, though, man. It was make crazy. you better, you know, make you a better oh, yeah. comic and stuff. That's great. All right, this to- shit will make you better when you go up after like a tell and you go up after <laughs> these guys like. You realize it's more than just the joke. Like that's something this place really taught me. It's like you need to have the joke, but you need also need to have like, you know, a persona. Mm. There's like when you go up after guys who have it all, it's very obvious what you're missing. You know, if you just got jokes and you go up after a tell who's got better jokes than anybody and he's got a persona to go with it, like an attitude. Right. You know, and then you go up and you go up with just jokes, they go, Oh, but where's the attitude yeah where's the thing man? or if you have just attitude they go well where's the where's the jokes like we just got a full meal of that i know the difference between pasta and sauce and pasta you know so it's like yeah, i don't want just the sauce but drink it out of the yeah, can like, i want a meal you know sure, so sure. It, it you know it really forces you to yeah man it forces you to just kind of develop yourself and it's and, and a lot of times it sucks you're like man i just want to kill yeah it's fun to just kill yeah but you're out of here with you know the wolves and shit man it must be so awesome to go anywhere like you're gonna go to alaska you're just gonna fucking get a key to the city right uh, it I mean, must uh, just be i don't know about keys yeah i'd be great it'd be cool if it happens you know <laughs> what I mean? but it's comedy's a weird thing like we're fans of it but right there's really not that many comedy fans there's like fan of Chris Rock, fan of Louis C.K., fan of David Zell, you know, uh, hopefully some fans of Andrew Schultz, but not, there's very few, I just like going to see comedy, you know, like there are people that will go see music, there are mm-hmm. people that will go see ballet, there are people that will go see a movie, you know, they're like, alright, this movie's about whatever, I'll go, I like movies, but stand-up is, a, is an interesting thing, like most of the people that come out to stand-up in New York City are tourists, Right. they're like, what do New Yorkers do? Oh, they go to stand-up, right. let's do a stand-up. Right, thing. yeah, I God think most bless. people, I think most people go see one comedy show in their life yeah, that's it's it just, on average so often do you yeah. see people go that's my first comedy show you yeah know, like, how, uh, like we go how we uh, stand up is what we love it's, it, in a way do you think it's like it's almost like kind of cool you know it almost feels like it's kind of 
oh, like, like more years. Yeah, well, yeah, sort of, kind of. But you know, it's more like oh, you can possess it more. You know, you can keep it closer to the vest as opposed to it being like as popular as like football or something. And then now it's like, man, I pay my bills with this shit. Give me football. <laughs> Give me Monday night comedy. Uh, you know I what I mean? Like I'm, I want Thursday, Monday, let's go. Sunday. Let's Give go. It. Network. Right. Give me the whole spiel. <laughs> you know, and if it is, it is. It's crazy. That, you know, like. Most right. people know me from from things that aren't stand up. They know I'm a stand up. Is that frustrating? Uh, that was going to be my next question yeah. for you. So so guy code happens. Mm-hmm. You know it changes your life. Sure. You know obviously. Uh, I was going to ask you about the first time you walked down the street and someone was like, "Yo, hey, yeah. dude, guy Because I I remember I was heading to Montreal and I think uh, Damian Levin was on my flight yeah. and someone you know ran over like I don't know your name but you're on guy code whatever yeah. and it was and then seeing that sort of happen in real time was. Very funny and interesting. Yeah. So uh, where were you when that happened, and you realized like things things were different for you now? Interesting. Um, well, you know, I grew up in New York City, so I'm not really, uh, you know, if somebody starts looking at me, I look at them. Right. And we have like a little yeah, stare like, off. You oh, know? that's my favorite thing, by the way. Walking down, someone when I very first moved to New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, my my dad raised me like you know, head down, just fucking plow through, yeah, pretend yeah. like you know what you're doing, you know that kind of stuff. He taught me skills to get me through sure. city life. And and I was walking down the street and I'm walking with my now wife and 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 I'm looking around because I gotta check the environment, make sure she's safe. And some guy, you know, he's looking at me doing the same thing. He's like, the fuck are you looking at? And I was like, Well, you're looking at me, looking at you, so what the fuck are you looking at? You know, and then it turned into one of those like, okay, mutually, sure. you know, that's our mutual yeah. agreement. Let's just keep doing this. But it's like such a weird thing, you know. I'm surprised that you guys got to the point of volume. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. it was uh, it's bizarre because like in my hometown, you know, a small town. And everyone looks at each other because it's like, I know you're going to be at my house later. Yeah, on you know each other. With my chores yeah. and shit, you know, yeah. so. But yeah, it's. Uh, Living in a small town is like being on a boat. <laughs> like, you know how you're on a boat, you wave at everybody? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. like, it's perfectly acceptable when you, I remember the first time I went on a boat and people were waving enough. I was like, yo, you know all these people, yo? How do you know all these people? Yeah, right? you, but, you don't know the city of New York yeah, as the, you pass exactly, by. I'm not waving at everybody that I don't even know. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for, for me, I, I was it took some time to realize that people knew me from a television show and that's right. why they're looking at me and I also am a foot taller in person yeah. than I am perceived on television so there's a moment of acclimation for people when they look at me they go how do I know him yeah. like a lot of people come up to me and they go like how do wait a minute you know you look just like the guy from like you know what I'm saying it takes a little bit for them to, to process it well they so only saw a, you from uh, the chest up and I guess you know I got I mean? a short chest or something <laughs> I don't know what it is but, but I remember for a long time it was like people look at me I'd be like alright what's up sure. and then they'd be like are you on TV and I'd be like oh yeah yeah so mm. it, it it literally took a while for me to kind of just realize, oh, these people aren't trying to fight me. They're not trying to rob me. Right. Yeah. Plus, it's also New York. I feel like at least in New York, you know, people are uh, less accustomed to bother people. You know what I mean? Like you know, celebrities walk around all the time. No one cares. So it's a weird. It's a weird thing when you're when you're on a show that people identify with. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed that. Like even with the podcast, like th- there's the, there's an entitlement to to stopping you, uh, which I'm totally cool with. I'm honored. But it's like they feel connected to you in a different way. You know, right. at first with Guy Code, it was a show people really fucked with. Like, they're like, yo, that's my shit. Like, I watch it and you guys talk that shit that I feel. And it, it like that was always the response. It wasn't like, oh, I'm a fan of this TV show or, oh, you're famous. It was like, yo, what you guys say, I fuck. Like, they, they want you to know. Sure. They're like, you're speaking for them. 
And with the podcast that I do, it's the same thing. It's like they know about your life. Like we, they know about my girl. Well, at the time, my girl. Like they know about my brother. They know where I'm going. Like they have personal questions to ask you when they see you. So to me, it, it feels it's cool. Like it, it's a different relationship. Like if anybody stops me from the podcast, I, it's it's not like an awkward interaction because I can joke about things in my life that they're aware of. It's not like we got to meet each other in five minutes. Does that make sense? Sure. So it's a very, I don't know, it's a different, I'm sure it's, I mean, not like, you know how people, everybody thought they knew Carson or like they knew yeah. these people there, or even Stern, like the way sure. Stern's fans react is, it's just, you know, they're rabid because you spoke, you talk to this dude every morning. Right. That's your guy. You yeah. speak to him more than you speak to your family. <laughs> it's crazy. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you're going to be that guy, man. Hopefully, man. Hopefully You're on your way um, mm. Anything else coming up for you? Tour dates uh, We went over Obviously Benders Everybody October 1st Check it out 10 IFC IFC Yeah man It's gonna be good yeah. And uh, what else? You working on anything In the, the back end? You, you Are you one of those guys That always has the like oh, I got this idea for uh, You know Yeah I mean I always thing, wanna do it I you know? always wanna I mean I got some ideas man I just wanna I wanna put together I gotta Um yeah, I, it's. I mean, the thing is, basically, in this business, you know, like nothing's guaranteed. You know, it's not like right. you're a teacher and you get tenure, and it's like, okay, I'm good for, I'm gonna eat. Like I could eat forever. You know, it's like you hoard some money and you, you go, okay, let me try to keep that. Let me keep myself afloat with that, and then let, I hope I got this project. You know, my my MTV contract ended, or I was told it 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 ended on a Tuesday. Okay, and then I got. I told that I was going to be filming my first sitcom on a Friday. So I had three days where I was like, yo, I got to find out how to make some money. You, you know what I mean? Unemployment there. Yeah. Like <laughs> life is going to change yeah. in a month. And then yeah. I got that and it was like, whoa, that's sure. You know, and even the podcast, it's like, yo, why don't we create something where we could, you know, find some kind of stability and in, in stand up, you know, a lot mm. of times stand up being on the road for us. That's, that's our security blanket. It's like, I'm going to do 40 clubs a year. I'm going to get a few grand each club. Like, all right, my kids can go to school and they can eat. Mm. So it's, so I'm always thinking of another project or kind of like maybe auditioning for stuff and trying to find ways how to do, do what I want to do. But I think the real, the real issue is like, how do you find what you want? Like what you really want to do? I can write a show or like I can think of concepts for a show, but like, I, I don't, I'm at a stage where like, I just want to, if I'm going to do the show and I'm going to put it together, like I really just want to do what I want to do. Right. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't, of course you yeah. get to that point where you're like, if I'm going to put all this time and effort in, it's going to have to. Exactly. Come right back to me. Exactly. Do I want to find those things. How do you like about your acting, by the way? What do you What do you think about your acting? Oh, I know we were outside. Oh we were outside, God. and you're like, I can't watch that. Bro, <laughs> I mean, I watched three episodes. I could watch it alone. You oh, know what sure. I mean? But like, it's acting is very vulnerable because uh, watching yourself act is very vulnerable because I'm used to stand up where like if you don't like the joke, I can address that. Like if I bomb, I can address it in the crowd and like kind of make it funny, and you know, I can. I always have control. In a stand-up situation, you know, like if the joke goes this way, it goes sour. It's I can tease, I can I can do something. But when you're acting, you try to make the joke land, and then it bombs, and you nothing. You just yeah. gotta s fucking take that, and then afterwards see and people. It's, and it's forever. Yeah, it's forever. <laughs> and like maybe people don't yeah, notice. Oops, maybe they do, but like you know, I don't know. Like for example, the pilot episode of the of the show is you know Chris, who Chris Stefano is on the yeah. show. He says he loves it. That's his favorite episode. For me, um, it's not my favorite episode. <laughs> You know, so 
it's a weird subjective thing. You know, like me, I'm watching a lot of myself in the episode. Maybe I'm more like cringing looking at that. But maybe to him, he's not as self-aware about my character. So he can maybe appreciate it or something, you know? Sure. I don't know. It's Acting's different, man. It's a new thing, new thing for me. And I'm trying to kind of figure it out. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it goes. What uh, Did you get to pick your number for your jersey? Yeah, like we did. did. You, you I did? picked five. That was my number in high school. Yeah, that was your number? Basketball. Yeah. Why, your what was your number when you played? Uh, ten. 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 Why? Yeah. Uh, that was like, I played soccer in college and like my whole life. So like ten was, that's like Pele. Like all the best, okay. like the best guy always wore ten. Is it Messi ten? Yeah. Every, yeah. Whoever yeah. the best players are always number ten. Uh, that's usually how it works. Well, every it, once in a while there'll be the one Ronaldo's that's Ronaldo's a seven. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know your soccer, huh? I know a little bit. I yeah? used to live in Spain. I used to, what? I got it. I was there when they won La Liga. Wait, I didn't know this, man. Oh, yeah. When the yeah, fuck yeah, did yeah. you live in Spain, I dude? lived in, when I took a year off college, I just like worked in an advertising agency and out there and just like. That's awesome. Wait, Spanish. what town did you live in? Uh, Barcelona. Dude, that's the best city in the world. I yeah, fucking love that town, it was man. Dope. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Oh, what a kick-ass place. Well, and they speak ca- uh, Catalan down there, yeah, right? Catalan. So, yeah, so, yeah. so did you do you have to learn some I of that stuff? I speak a little bit. Like, I can understand it. When I was there, it started to make sense. <laughs> I remember being in a cab once, like... I remember being at cab once and I just understood it. It was literally like Neo in the Matrix. Like, like <laughs> just I clicked swear, one day, bro. I'm in this cab and the guy's speaking Catalan in on the radio. He wasn't right. even talking to me. He was on the radio and I was like, "Yo, I understand this shit." Yeah. It was it was a freaky feeling, dude. It's awesome. And, uh, so you just pick it up, man. That's great. Yeah, but I, I didn't really. I, I don't know how to speak it as much, but it was similar enough accent wise, and it was similar enough like the vocab and the sure. conjugation is similar enough where I could I could kind of more or less get it. But I spoke Spanish when I was there, and I just focused on learning Spanish. Yeah. You know, because they also speak Spanish. Sure. Yeah, they, I'd hope. Being in Spain. That's yeah. Kinda, it's yeah. kind of their jam there, You would man. think. You would th- <laughs> <laughs> all those fucking THs, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, with the C and the Z. It's all the weird shit. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Uh, dude, that's crazy. I didn't know you lived in Spain, man. Yeah, man. I had right, a good time So you time got your soccer there. knowledge. You're on you're I on never top. went to uh, the, what is it, the new No Stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never went. I never saw that's a game. Barcelona plays, man. I should have. That was Yeah, they won that year. So many people crazy. are like, you fucking live. Like, they're going to track you down and just yell at you. I about saw that. some of the dudes. Like, I saw Ronaldinho at a club. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's ugly. Yeah, Ronaldinho. Yeah, he's super dude, ugly. you can be as ugly as you want to be if you're oh, a footballer. Oh, he was getting all the pussy. Dude, there's this guy, uh, Peter Crouch, real tall, skinny uh-huh. dude for England, uh-huh. right? Just weird looking dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Wallace or Gromit, whichever the one has the weird flat head, right? Okay. So someone asked him in an interview, like, oh, hey, hey, what would you be if you weren't a professional fo- footballer? Yeah. And he's like, single. Like, without Singer. skipping a single, without skipping a beat. He was like, single. Single. Yeah. Just, his wife is like out of control hot, you know, and he's just this goofy. Oh, that's funny. I yeah, thought yeah, he meant single, like, I'm a, I'm a fuck everybody. If I'm oh, no, no, no. Player. He was just yeah. like, I'd be alone. Yeah, I'd be alone. <laughs> So. All right, Andrew. Well, I'm gonna let you get out of here, man. Thanks for Jeez. the time. I of appreciate course. it. Congrats on Benders. Thanks. Really man. looking forward to the response from everybody. Yeah. And uh, and go to uh, the Andrew Schultz, right? Yeah. The AndrewSchultz.com if you want to check out tour dates. Yeah. Follow you on all the socials, all yeah. that good stuff. And of course, check out the podcast, uh, the Brilliant yeah, Idiots. Yeah, check out Brilliant Idiots. Thanks again for having me, man. Yeah, you got it, man. Good Peace, to see brother. you. All right, that was Andrew Schultz. No relation. Uh, you know the Peanuts movies coming out. This holiday Paul season, directed. So, they Paul released it on the trailer, and uh, you were are you already had enough of people peanutting themselves, huh? Yeah, it my took n- you. It took you two hours. I'm very finicky about my news feed. Like just the other day, it was a rat hauling pizza down this flight of steps. Sure. Then it was everyone peanut making peanuts of themselves. The couple days before that, it was something Trump related. Why don't you embrace it, man? Listen, the best joke about the rat hauling the the, the pizza down the, that the, the steps I heard of is like. 
you know, basically saying like everyone's so upset about this rat eating pizza. What they don't see is a hardworking dad just trying to bring home uh, food home, dinner home to his three turtles in the sewer. That's right. Great turtle joke. sons. I was like, that's a great joke. It's a great joke. Great joke. So. Good observation. Good classic comedic observation joke. I didn't. I didn't say I made that joke. I just saw that joke. I'm not taking credit for that. I can't. <laughs> um, but the, let me guess. Also in your newsfeed. So in my newsfeed, my newsfeed is a thing of wonder. I, I don't believe that to be true. It is, buddy. It all is. Right. I'm telling you it is. <laughs> Everyone head telling you to thelaughbutton.com. Get all the latest uh, trailers, stories, news, reviews, all that stuff. We're still doing ticket giveaways for Lewis Black, too. Still? Still. Well, they're new, is what I'm saying. Like He's touring. I'm not saying a bad and way. And the tour ends in November. I'm just saying Lewis Black is still on the road. He's still on the road, and, and we're, we're still, still giving away tickets, tickets to his shows. Yeah, so Good. follow us on the socials for all that. All right, socials, at the laugh button, at I'm Klein Schmidt. At Mark says hi. The Laugh Button merch store, thelaughbutton.com slash merch. We got anything new in there yet? Oh, buddy, we're putting up some new designs. We're gonna th- we're gonna get some holiday inspired designs. Ooh! If you're a comedian, what holidays? I'm thinking. We you know things like Boxing Day and President's you know Day. You know what? That would make that actually be kind of funny. But I was thinking more like you know Thanksgiving. Okay. Giving, oh, like not the, giving, not giving. The traditional, the traditionals. Not not Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Given. Um, Halloween. Okay. We gotta make some shitty Christmas shirts, dude. We should just sell a blank, like a blank clear T-shirt, and it's just and with a sharpie. Well, it's just a ghost. It's a ghost shirt. <laughs> you know, you just give us twenty bucks. All right, it's not a bad idea. It's a great idea. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Laugh Button Podcast. We wanna thank our guest Andrew Schultz, and again, go to laughbutton.com, download this podcast, tell all your friends about it, rate it, review it, share it. Listen to it twice, three times, four times, and then we'll high-five and hug uh, in the nether spheres that are the internet. And will you tell all your friends, you got your gun to my head. Something, something, wishful thinking. Oh, Jesus Christ. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.